find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. We have my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, on the line with us also. And Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. Between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We always like to bring uh, exciting people that we interview and have a lively conversation. And today we have Karen Wright, who is from Toronto, Canada, and she's a master certified coach with the ICF. Let me tell you a couple words about uh, Karen, then I'll introduce uh, Kathy and, and bring her in. Well, Karen has coached some of Canada's top business leaders and has helped individuals and teams from Fortune 500 companies manage change, increase productivity, integrate their personal and professional lives, and achieve their own definitions of success. She's a nationally published columnist. She has a uh, column, Ask a Job Expert, also some things about being a balanced coach. She's a sought-after speaker. Karen founded Parachute Executive Coaching in 1996. And Parachute is a Toronto-based coaching and consulting firm built on the foundation of a successful corporate career in consumer packaged goods, marketing, and advertising. She's been featured in many media areas, including uh, CTV uh, News, CBS Radio, The Globe and the uh, Mail, uh, Talk Radio, Toronto Star, Kiplinger's, and Computer World Magazine. So she is very well-known, and and we're looking forward to having her share her insights about being a better balanced person on the job and on the home front. So, Kathy, welcome, and I'll give your introduction. Kathy? Yes, really. I thought yes, you said you were going to okay. give an introduction, so I was like, oh, this is nice. I'd love an introduction, but I think what I'm going to do is just uh, make sure that our, our audience really knows exactly why we do the show and what they'll get out of each and every show. But before I do that, I would like to introduce you to our audience. How's that? Right. Is that okay then, with you? Yes, and then I'll introduce you. <laughs> Go ahead, please. You know, um, I am very honored uh, to have... Um, Relly as my co-host on this show, Leadership Development News, and we're in our fourth season. And we have a lot of fun with our guests, and we hope you do too. But, 
You know, Dr. Raleigh Nadler is a master level certified executive coach. He is also a psychologist, a corporate leadership, and a team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. And Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, is really getting rave reviews. It is a book that has hundreds of tools and strategies in it to, to really develop star performers across industries. Now, he's a highly respected, obviously, coach, but his work is also respected because it focuses on so many things that uh, you can leverage across businesses. And so he is, um, he's in countless business journals, in blogs, and uh, obviously uh, in very top-line news features. And his work has become a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. And you can visit Rally at truenorthleadership.com. And at truenorthleadership.com, you can get free downloads that you can access for free to be your best and to have the best performance ever through emotional intelligence. And, Rally, um, you know, I'd love to have you talk a little bit about, uh, as we uh, introduce Karen, the importance of leadership and why we have this Leadership Development News program. Sure. Well, let me just also uh, do the favor for you and just do an introduction on you, Kathy, and then I can go into, you know, what, what we do here at Leadership Development News, and then we'll spend the rest of the, the hour uh, interviewing Karen. So Dr. Kathy Greenberg, as many of you know, um, works with companies around the world, and she has her proven happiness equals profit work-life strategies. She's been named the First Lady of Happiness. She has a spot on ABC TV. Dr. Greenberg has authored multiple popular books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know, her latest number one bestseller, What uh, Happy Working Mothers Know. She touches millions as a much-in-demand speaker, TV, radio, and media personality, and she's always working on something new, and she has some new books uh, in, the pro- in the making. She's the founder of her consultancy called H2C, which stands for Happy Companies, Healthy People, and Kathy actively supports research on the subject while offering friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and also at home. And her ABC show, The Morning Blend, she appears on, and she also has a web TV show called Your Happiness Now. If you want more information about Kathy, her website is w wh2cleadership.com. She has free downloads and access uh, to tools to help your true talents for lifelong satisfaction and performance. So, Kathy, you were saying, so why uh, do we do this on leadership development? Well, one of the reasons is that leaders have an uh, abundance of influence over their team, and so we want to help give tips and tools for leaders to enhance their team performance. In today's world, in some of the research, 40% of organizations say they're experiencing a significant gap between the number of skilled and trained leaders available for new jobs. And we've also seen what we call kind of a brain drain. And the brain drain is a lot of the baby boomers are, leave, are leaving. We also have had the Great Recession where 8 million jobs have, have left. And so what that's left us with is a, a lot less leaders, and we also know that these newer leaders coming into the organization, sometimes called emerging leaders, have less emotional intelligence. And a lot of what Kathy and I focus on in these shows is under the big umbrella of, of emotional intelligence. 
And so we like to say the leader is the emotional thermostat for the team, and that's why we spend so much time uh, on the leader and helping them and, and others to get into the top 10%. And Kathy and I have a Excel Institute. Uh, it's called Excel, X-C-E-L Institute.com that you can get more information about some of the programs that we both do together. But maybe, Kathy, you can talk a little bit about just the uh, happiness and the set point, and then we'll get into talking with Karen. Absolutely, because I think what, uh, you know, what Karen is going to prove today in our program is that everything, <clears throat> pardon me, got a little frog in my throat today, is that everything that we do, uh, whether it's work, uh, whether it's volunteering our time, whether it's uh, choosing to stay home, uh, these are choices that we make. And interestingly enough, we know that performance and job satisfaction are closely tied to happiness by more than 93%. And we can measure these things uh, by looking at something called set point. And many scientists in the industry, uh, whether they're Dan Gilbert, Sonia Lubomayersky, Barbara Fredrickson, um, our friend uh, Martin Seligman, have all measured these indices. And we know that happiness has a set point. It's like weight and hair color. And the best news is that 40% of our set point uh, for happiness is influenced totally by our habits and behaviors of mind. So at Leadership Development News, we try to teach you not only the practical means of emotional intelligence and how you can increase to be a star performer, but we also teach you very simple habits that you can learn in each and every show and that you need to be successful. So hopefully today we'll learn some, uh, some new ways to do that and we'll hear some uh, interesting ways of learning how to tie these together from our guest today. So um, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and in invite Karen to the show. Karen, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being there. I'm um, very pleased to be here. I've followed both of your work for a very long time, so I'm, just, I'm thrilled to be with you. Oh, well, thank you for that. Well, we're delighted that you've taken time from your busy schedule to be with us. And <clears throat> pardon me, sorry for this froggy throat. Karen has had an MBA um, in marketing uh, from the Ivy School and uh, an undergraduate degree in economics from the University of Western Ontario. She graduated from the world's leading coach training organization, was one of the inaugural students in its sister program and is now a certified trainer for both organizations. Uh, the first professional certified coach, we call it a PCC, in Canada. Uh, Karen is now one of an elite group of master certified coaches. She is a past board member and founder of the Toronto chapter for the International Coach Federation. And recently, um, she was appointed board member of the Coach Initiative. Karen is a leader in the field of corporate coaching. Karen focuses her coaching and speaking engagements on ways individuals can take more responsibility for their own happiness and how organizations can be basically a better place to work, which, of course, is going to increase that happiness as well. And core to her coaching philosophy is the belief that personal happiness and professional fulfillment can be achieved all at once. She practices what she preaches as the mother of two boys who are daily reminders of what is really important in our lives and obviously in her life. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you. So, so really, how about if we um, kick off? I'll go ahead and start yeah. off with uh, the question I always love to ask all of our guests, which is, Karen, who has influenced you and your career? Um, and, and if you have any examples you can share, we'd love to know more. 
there are, I think, three main categories of influencers in my life. I mean, the one that I think influenced me personally more than anyone was my maternal grandmother, who was a very brave, very um, outrageous, very strong woman. And, uh, and she was someone that I was very, very close to from an early age. She was uh, the fourth um, non-Native woman in a mining camp when she and my grandfather moved there in the 30s and, uh, and sort of learned, learned a whole lot about how to survive in, an, in a mining camp back then. So she was a pretty cool woman. Um, and, and she always said to me that she thought my life was uh, a, a rich tapestry of choices, but that it was very, very complicated, and she didn't envy, it me, envy me at one bit. <laughs> she said her life was a lot simpler because they didn't have so many choices when she was growing up. Um, in my corporate career, there were a couple of people that I worked for and with that uh, were good mentors for me at the time and sort of guided me on my path through my corporate career and who have remained good friends and have ended up being examples for what I think can be models of success for senior-level executives. And, uh, and so those two people have been very important. And as I transitioned into coaching and saw some of the people who were blazing the trail back when I entered the field in the mid-'90s, uh, there were a, a couple of people that I looked to. I mean, Marshall Goldsmith is one. Certainly the, the two of you have been people I've been watching. And Martin Seligman, in fact. I love that you mentioned him, Kathy, because I was um, a student in the very first Authentic Happiness coaching cohort that he led. And, uh, and that work has influenced my coaching work significantly. So I'm lucky to have had quite a number of influencers over the course of my life and career. Excellent. Thank you. Well, Karen, that's, that's really exciting, especially, you know, coaching is a, is a fairly new field. And so for you being involved since the uh, mid-'90s and, and being taking a leadership role you have, that's just great. So tell us a little bit, you know, for maybe some of our listeners, uh, in the intro we said that you were a, went from a PCC to MCC, PCC uh, Professional Certified Coach, uh, MCC Master Certified Coach, and uh, maybe you can tell us the, you know, the distinction of those two and how that differentiates you. And I know we're going to have to go to a, a break right now, so why don't you kind of hold on to that for a moment, and then uh, when we come back from the break, we'll, we'll hear about that. And this is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. 
At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, and we're having a very exciting conversation with Karen Wright about being a success expert and how that impacts your overall ability to make the right choices to be happy and perform at your best. So, Karen, before we went to our break, Relly was asking you to talk about some of the distinctions that exist between your certification and his certification, which is an MCC, and how that style of coaching differentiates um, specifically in the coaching world from a general style of coaching that many people are using today? I don't know that there's as much of a style difference, although I certainly think that the amount of experience required to achieve the MCC credential can, it can definitely impact your style. It certainly has done me. For me, the difference between a PCC and an MCC can be looked at from two perspectives, that of the client and then that of the coaching profession. So from a client perspective, um, my work is largely corporate, and the, the people making the decisions about what coaches to bring into corporate organizations, particularly at the very senior executive levels, oftentimes an MCC is the first filter they'll use. They won't even look at a coach unless they've got an MCC credential because they want to know that they're bringing in the very best. And not that an MCC is a guarantee, but it's certainly a great starting point to say this is an individual who's made a strong commitment to learning and a strong commitment to to doing client work at a very intense level because there's a huge number of hours required to get the MCC. From the perspective of within the coaching profession, I felt strongly about pursuing the MCC because I believe that it's important that we continually progress our skills and continually invest in, in our knowledge and our expertise as coaches. You know, I think that we, particularly those of us, as, as you both can attest, I'm sure, those of us who've been around the profession for a while, I think we have a responsibility to set an example and not get complacent and always be committed to our learning. So for me, MCC just says that I am committed to learning, I am committed to ongoing skill development, and I am committed to contributing to the profession. 
You know, Karen, just a, a question on that in regards to corporations, because all three of us are in that same space, you know, in corporations and, and high-level, you know, Fortune 100-type companies. Are you seeing more um, requests, clarifications about your certification? I, I know I'm seeing that more, but so let's say more than maybe four or five years ago. Yeah, I am seeing that, really, definitely. And I'm also seeing that an awful lot of the very senior-level HR decision-makers are taking coach training themselves. Hmm. Now, oftentimes it's because they know that sort of training will help them in their jobs, but they're also fairly open about the fact that it's a long-term plan for them as they exit their corporate roles to be able to move into the coaching space. And a senior-level HR person is probably fairly well-equipped to do that from a, from a skill and interest perspective. So I think they have a, possibly a couple of different agendas oftentimes. But at minimum, the people I'm encountering at the very senior levels in HR who are the gatekeepers, the people opening the doors to coaches or not, at minimum, they're very well informed. And so they know what they're getting when they uh, are looking at a coach with a certain level of credential. And, in fact, most times they know an awful lot about the coach training programs. And so sometimes they will even go so far as to say, we want coaches from this program or that, or we won't accept coaches from this program or that. So, yes, I think it's a much more educated buyer out there. Yeah, well, that's, that's getting very, very sophisticated. And, and just for our, for our listeners, I know we have a lot of people in organizations who are, are listening. It, it's good to see just around the, the quality of coaching um, that you'll get from someone mm. who first is uh, ICF certified and then the further up you go up on the scale. You know, hopefully you're going to get folks with more experience. Well, even because coaching is still unregulated, it's so difficult for someone who wants to hire a coach to know where to start that I think the credential just gives them a starting point to say, okay, at minimum, I know this person has invested some time and some money and has been willing to learn and willing to really spend, you know, spend the amount of time it takes to, to achieve those levels. You know, as I'm listening to the two of you speak, one of the, um, I'll just add a two cents here on the, the style difference. One of the biggest style differences I see in moving from a PCC to an MCC uh, is also the reflection uh, response that you do with a client. And for those of you who are listening, you know, often uh, people who have had strong, I want to say counseling backgrounds or consulting backgrounds or legal backgrounds want to tell you what to do. You know, they come in, they see your situation, and they want to express an idea that may, in their mind, advise you in the right direction. But the real distinction is that a, a master-level certified coach listens for those very distinctions and starts to ask the powerful questions that allows the person being coached to truly see their circumstances and to make decisions for themselves that they know will be best because there's nobody who can walk in your office and tell you what to do. And to me, that that's a, a really brilliant uh, distinction that I um, just wanted to get your feedback on, Karen. I do agree with that, Kathy. And I think to build on that point, um, the the ability to stay silent and let the client do the thinking and to um, feedback and observation or send a difficult message all of those are skills that, that really come with time and experience, and I think they require quite a bit of courage. And I think that a master-level coach is less likely to feel compelled to sound smart and more likely to be comfortable with opening up the space and, and asking those powerful questions or making those, those sometimes challenging uh, observations and letting the client do that processing and, and holding that space for them. So, yes, I do think those master-level skills are, 
are extraordinarily powerful and useful, particularly at the very senior levels in organizations. Because let's face it, you know, the clients that the three of us are dealing with, they've got people telling them what they want to hear all day long. They don't need that from us. Well, I think that's a um, really, really good point. And just, you know, again, for our listeners cause who are now trying to bring more coaching into their organization, it's also something that you would hope that a, a key top leader would do is listen first before they give advice. You know, so, so Stephen Covey's habit number five, seek first yes. to understand before you're understood. What I like to say in, in regards to that, Karen, is um, the manager misstep is to step in too soon, step in the wrong direction, and also, often they step in step on their uh, their staff or the people who report to them their initiative and I think just like you're saying we all want to you know we all want to sound smart and we just do it too soon and versus I think that goal of really trying to bring out the expertise and, and truly let people think on their own and, and help them learn and grow sometimes you have to bite your tongue for a while you, you always have a chance to give your advice but I yeah. usually ask folks just wait a while there's, there's no rush you have plenty of time to do it Yes, I agree. And, and uh, resisting the, the solution yeah. is, I think, a, a skill in and of itself. The other thing I find often happens is that I will, I will point out to my clients what I am modeling for them in the way of conducting a coaching conversation. And they will learn how to do that by their experience in our conversations. And then they take what they have experienced themselves in our coaching conversations and start using those skills with their people. And so you make that really obvious because I've been doing that also, saying almost everything that we do together, this is what you could do with one of your people. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So you're really doing you know, kind of that double-dipping, two things at once, working with them and then modeling how they could work with their people. And most times I do have to point it out. Look at what I just did there. You know, look at how we normally conduct our conversation. Okay, you need to be thinking about how you can do something yeah. like that with your people. That's kind of the uh, meta communication, (laughs) the communication behind the communication. That's great. Exactly. So, Karen, given what we've just kind of framed for the listener, can you talk a little bit about the motivation that you had for uh, this parachute executive coaching program and kind of where where you landed on that? Not to make a pun. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be the first. Good one. Um, I started parachute. As it, it originally started as my exit strategy out of my corporate career, and, uh, and that was while I was still in corporate. Um, but really what happened was I had been promoted. I was working for a, a Fortune 500 company, and uh, I was working for them in Toronto, and they offered me a big promotion, big opportunity to move to the U.S., to head office, and, uh, and really have a couple of years there as a stepping off point into the international organization, which was what I was really craving. And at the time, this was the mid-90s, it was, it was um, certainly less typical for a woman to make a move like that than, than men in the organization. They just hadn't really moved a, a number of women around at the senior levels. And uh, so I saw it as a fantastic opportunity. So I picked up my life and I moved to the U.S., and by the time I got there, the gentleman that I was supposed to work for, who had been really the reason I had been invited down there, he had already been moved someplace else. And I ended up having four different bosses in eight months. There was no clear mandate. There was no one shepherding my career. There was no mentor. There was no one to talk to. And as boss number five sort of rolled up and introduced himself, I handed him my resignation, and I said, you know, I just don't think this is working out. 
And so I, uh, I ended up coming back to Toronto and taking some time to evaluate what I might do next. And it was a really a wonderful opportunity with some space to say, hmm, what have I liked? What's gone well? What, is, what has been a really good experience so far? What do I want to do more of going forward? And I started to realize that the things that had really excited me about my corporate career had been leading people. And, and I had been in marketing, and, and the, the aspect of marketing that had most fascinated me was the understanding of human behavior and motivation. Why do people do what they do? And as I was coming to that realization, you know, that it was less about being a part of a big organization and less about uh, sort of climbing the hierarchy, it was less about those things and more about the things I just mentioned, as I was coming to those realizations, I happened across an article in a magazine I would not normally read about this new phenomenon called coaching. And uh, it was a profile of an you know, individual who at the time was a very successful coach, which was Cheryl Richardson. And, uh, and it just talked about what this whole new field was and what it was like to be a coach and, and what the opportunities were. And I thought, boy, that sounds really, really interesting. And then, of course, you know, a couple of different things Saying, talking about coaching showed up in a short space of time, and I thought, well, I think maybe someone's trying to send me a message here. Well, this and, is obviously going to be a topic of discussion for um, the remainder of the show, including other things that you like to teach people and other things that obviously people have taught you about being a coach. But we're going to take a quick break, so don't go away. Tune in to tune up your performance. You're listening to Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, 
website, whatheavyworkingmothersknow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News today. We're talking with Karen Wright, and she's an MCC from Toronto. And uh, Karen, we'll do this again at the end, but what's, what's your website if people want to get in touch with you? It's www.parachuteexecutivecoaching.com. Okay, great. Well, so we're talking about working with, you know, top executives. And so one of the questions, you know, that we have for you, <clears throat> so how do you begin to teach smart people where to begin? Because often, you know, they think they already have the answer. Um, so what's you know what's your way of kind of getting in there with them? Well, I think that the the really strong leader doesn't necessarily think they know it all. Sometimes they might forget that because they are surrounded by people who oftentimes will be will be telling them what they want to hear. Um, but for me, you know, certainly the best clients I've ever had have been leaders who have said, no, you know what, a lot is going well and a lot we're very very successful uh, at a lot of things and I feel really good about where we are. But I know we can't get complacent. I know we need to keep pushing forward and being innovative and, and thinking about the future. And, and those individuals understand that doing it all by themselves might not be the strongest, best approach. So I don't see myself as necessarily teaching, but I do oftentimes uh, ask a question or, or open a door to a path of conversation that might not be opened by anyone else they're, they're interacting with frequently. You know, the role of, of coach at this level is really a thought partner and, and uh, that objective sounding board that is just not easily found in their day-to-day life. So I have lots of things to teach them, but teaching them that they still have work to do or still have something to learn is rarely what it is I'm there to do. I'm, I'm curious when you're talking about um, kind of the role of coach and teaching, I, I know, and Karen, I'd love to hear your perspective on this. I learn so much from my coaching clients, from having worked across so many different industries um, and how they perform differently culturally and in their specific climates, how they behave. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think that's a huge amount of the value that I add. I mean, at this stage, having worked in this space for 15 years, you, know, you said earlier that you and Relly have coached thousands. Well, I myself have probably coached hundreds. And, uh, or maybe, you know, probably in the thousands by now, but an awful lot of people and, and most at that very senior level. So to be able to say, here's what I've seen work. Here's what another client of mine has done and, and has found that that has been really useful. I think bringing that perspective is a huge part of the reason people hire me. I think they expect that I, that I bring more than my own perspective. I bring the richness that comes with having been exposed to so many different organizations and different kinds of leaders over a long period of time, including several different economic cycles. So I think that is a, a huge amount of the value add. And in fact, what I've done is I've actually started to formalize that a little bit because I see practices 
that have really worked for certain individuals, and I'm assembling them all together and creating a model that says, here's what I've learned about what it takes to be extremely successful at the very, very senior levels in organizations. Well, I think that's so important, um, what you're saying, Karen. I think for Kathy and I, I'm sure we do the same thing. And people like it when you say, well, this is just not my idea, but this is something that I um, you know, work with someone else. I thought of just a, a simple example that sitting in that, the coaching session and really being a learner from the person, one of the people I was working with was talking about how when their boss uh, sent them some information and they didn't reply right away, in, this, in the subject line, they would put second request. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and that's, you know, that guy said, oh, that's good. You know, and, and he said in the coaching session, you don't want to get third request. <laughs> and I passed that on, you know, a dozen times. And that I was, like that. that was his boss's idea, you know, that's but it was one, one of those kind of best practices. Like, oh, that's simple. Anybody could do that. Well, I have a client who's got two practices that I've shared widely with, uh, with my other clients. And one is that he refers to his life as, as operating on a 23-hour day. And he says that because one hour every single day, every day of the year, is devoted to exercise. Because he knows that he couldn't possibly have the kind of energy required to function the way he needs to function if he doesn't keep exercise as a core part of his life. And the other thing he does is that he segregates a chunk of time every Sunday where he retreats into his study and shuts off all media, and that's when he does his goal setting and his planning and his reading and and right. sort of his evaluating of where things are going. And he calls that Schmonday because he believes that's an extra day in the week. <laughs> so those two practices are the <laughs> two things that he swears have, have separated uh-huh. his ability from others, and those are things I share with other clients often. You know, just what, what you said about your career that you took this time, and I know Kathy uh, has done this, I've done it at different times. How do you take the time to really evaluate where you're at? I mean, it's just it's that whole time issue of, okay, what's, what's next? And am I satisfied with where I am now? And then what should I do moving forward? Just taking those ta- that time to ask those questions can be- get some incredible answers and, and different pathways in your life. It's the difference between working on the business or working in the business. Mm-hmm. And it also doesn't happen by accident. You really do have to have some discipline around it. Whatever that is, is it once a quarter, once a week? It doesn't matter. It's just to have it scheduled means it'll happen because our lives are so full that if we expect that we'll just we'll get to that when we get some time, well, it won't happen. Yeah. And that's the other thing to, to point out to the clients is to say, no, you do need to have a reflective practice of some sort, and you do need to schedule it because otherwise it won't occur. That's great. It, yeah, it is, it, and it, it makes you really mindful. Can can you share some uh, practical experiences that you might have about how people have um, come to you or have learned about your brand of coaching and, um, you know, why it's different and how it, it, help pe- it helps your people, the candidates that you accept, be more successful? Well, Toronto is a little bit of a different well, the Canadian market, I guess, is, is so concentrated in Toronto. Um, and, and I do have, I think, somewhat of a reputation simply having worked in this space in this city for as long as I have. And so, um, and it's ironic, I guess, as a former corporate marketer, I have done very little marketing for my business. And I say that somewhat shamefacedly because uh, my, my business is so referral-driven. Now, that said, I do find LinkedIn as becoming an increasingly powerful tool um, but for the most part, my business does come through referrals and through people moving around from organization to organization. And it comes from having had some successes 
and some of my most challenging clients have been very willing and able to talk about the the change that they achieved through working with me, and then that has oftentimes sparked some interest. Um, I I have been told that I've developed a little bit of a reputation for being able to work with some of the really tough customers. Um, I was uh, talking with a coach colleague about my branding at one point, and he called me two things. He called me the AK-47 of coaching and the Marlon Brando of coaching, and I'm not sure either was really what I wanted to hear. But there is some message in there about me being able to work with people that, um, as he put it, had chewed up and spit out a couple of other coaches before they came across me. No, that makes perfect sense, (laughs) and the reason is because if you want to deal with people who are high power and, um, you know, the three of us, are often working with people at the highest echelons of an organization, and they generally have very high power motivations. And as a result, there are certain behavioral correlates that they look for in someone who they think can help them master their problem. And so, you know, two other coaches who may come in there with a less focused, uh, less directive, um, less compelling, um, I want to say, empathy for listening, uh, it could shut these folks down, and, and therefore the way you've been described sounds perfectly fine to me. I take those <laughs> those mantles, not a problem at all. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to use those things in branding, though. <laughs> you're, you're effective and successful. Yes, so, so it would appear. And I, I truly love the work, and I believe in it. I really believe that coaching can be uh, the difference between moderate success and extraordinary success for, for an executive-level individual. Well, and I think it's having that thinking partner, and maybe that's really you know, staying kind of true to the definition of that. And it's, it's, it's thinking with them, you know, thinking with them about these issues. And, and sometimes that's the reflective time that they never get. Definitely. I mean, and that's right. I end up telling people, you know, you think about this, but it's maybe two or three minutes, and you're on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So how do and you fact- think about it with more depth to it? And that thinking partner aspect can be so valuable. Well, and in fact, one of the one of the best uh, kinds of clients I work with is the client who comes to a session knowing exactly what they want to process yeah. and processing it in a relatively short space of time, and then moving on. You know, it's not about how much time we spend; it's about whether or not they can use the time to achieve the thing they need to achieve, and then apply that right away. Right. right. Well, let me ask you this other question that we have for you: um, Do you find that most people don't? truly understand how much choice they actually have in their daily lives and then what, what can, how can that impact their happiness and success um, and so tell us maybe some of your thoughts we've alluded to a little bit of that but I think it is really around that, that kind of choice I agree. I think it's a really difficult thing for an awful lot of people to grasp. I mean, I had a conversation this morning with a client who was an incredibly accomplished woman, senior level vice president in an organization, and she was talking about what to her seemed a very emotional response to a difficult situation she was having with a staff member. And and I I talked her through the idea that she had a choice about that emotional response. Yeah. And it really took her a little bit to to come to the idea that, okay, maybe she really did have a choice because she really felt like as soon as that emotional response showed up, it was sort of out of her hands. Um, so, And then, you know, we talked about the choice of what she did about the situation because, again, she felt that she really was limited in her choices. And so we were able to open up the situation and mm-hmm. look at the number of alternatives and where she had real choice. It might not have been an appealing choice, 
but she had more real choices than she was initially able to see. So yes, I do agree that even at the most accomplished levels, the, the brightest people sometimes really struggle with the idea that they really do have choice in almost everything. Well, so we're going to go to a, a break in a minute, but I just kind of want to add one of the, the, probably the people were, that we interviewed that you may be familiar, familiar with is David Rock, and mm-hmm. just this idea of choice. He kind of, he quotes someone else we interviewed, um, Swartz, that we all have, we think, a free, free will, or you have 0.2 tenths of a second before you get an impulse that you can respond to it, that the free won't. So oh. that's kind of creating that space. Yeah. You know, and that awareness of, of the free won't. So with that, we'll come back get maybe your comments on that. Um, this is Leadership Development News, and we'll come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and in Internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at Leading Conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Thank you so much for listening. And today we're talking to Karen Wright, and she's talking to us about coaching and how to really enable success, and we're calling her our success expert today. Uh, what, you know, Karen, I want to talk a little bit about um, maybe uh, the idea that you can help someone distinguish between their own, um, you know, kind of ideas of what success are and what that will bring to their life satisfaction uh, versus how they do that in a company and how other Im- how, how others impact them. You know, it's so fascinating to me that many of us know what we have as a picture of success in our heads, and we go to work and we think we're going to achieve that, and a lot of people get in our way during the day. So <laughs> how do you get somebody on track for that success? I think it relates to what we were talking about earlier and the degree to which people understand that they have choices. And the choices are not in just in their, their actions, but they're also in their reactions and their responses to situations, and that includes to other people. And so just because the person in the next office or the person in that meeting was not behaving the way you hoped they would or wanted them to doesn't mean that you have to let it ruin the rest of your day. Um, doesn't mean that you have to invest any energy in what you're going to do about it other than just sort of moving on. So I think that's one thing I find a lot of people in organizations get really caught up with is how bad and wrong everyone else is. Mm. And, uh, and that really can um, absorb an awful lot of useful energy. So one conversation I'll have fairly frequently is around the return on investment of energy. So if you're going to invest energy in being angry with that person, just exactly what are you going to get out of it and how is that going to help you? And by the way, is that going to move the thing you need to move forward that for your own success? That's really good. I like that. Because uh, I don't think they see it about the, as the uh, return on investment of, of their energy. And you know, often it's kind of just feeding what I would call the grievance story. They have a grievance, <laughs> and all they're doing is fanning the fire on the grievance, which just keeps them more upset. Yes, yes, absolutely. It does just tend to grow exponentially once it starts to get a little bit of a, a little bit of air on it. <laughs> and that's kind of, and I think that's when you go back to that choice, Pete. You know, that you say, well, you're doing this to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and I think especially when you get really high level, high functioning people who are smart and you can say, well, what are you, you know, what are you getting out of this? Let's do a cost-benefit analysis of that. You know, you kind of yeah. use some of their language and go, huh, I don't, you know, why am I doing that? <laughs> yes. Well, the other thing that I use often is the Covey Donut Diagram, the circle of influence and the circle of control. Oh, yeah. That's good. And we talk about the behavior of other people and try and figure out just exactly what influence or control the individual may or may not have over it and relate that to how much energy is useful to expend on it. That's great. Yeah, that's a, that's a good model, that circle of influence. Yeah, I use that pretty often. <laughs> and it's not only important to, um, to have that perspective, which is terrific, but also to know who in your circle of influence you influence, right? Yes. And that's, that's what really I find good. oftentimes when someone gets promoted to a, a more senior level, they don't always have a good perspective on just exactly how many people are watching. Right. And that's 
sometimes the biggest thing to come to grips with is to you know to manage your demeanor, the way you conduct yourself in a meeting, in you know with other people, in terms of what message that's sending elsewhere in the organization. And as you move up the ladder, you're you're you've got that many more people noticing every single thing you do. Yeah, that's so important, and I think that can often be a kind of a blind spot for folks. They're mm-hmm. just doing their job, and they just don't realize that spotlight is bright and it's it's always on. Yes, and oftentimes they'll resist it. Well, they shouldn't be, but they are. You know, the higher up you go, the more people are watching. It's just the way it is. You can't control that. And I think the other piece that kind of gets their attention is people are only watching for a couple minutes, and then they're going to make their own opinion. Right. <laughs> and so it may not even be accurate. Yeah. You know. You know. Then they make their opinion about you, and if it's positive, great. If it's negative, you got a lot of work to do. It takes a whole lot longer to turn around a negative one than it does to turn around a positive one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's a, and that's a lot of energy. Yeah, it is. It is. That could better be spent doing something more productive. Now, you're working on a, a new book? I am, actually. Uh, so I mentioned earlier that I've taken the practices that I've observed in my top-performing clients, and I've brought them all together. And it's something that I'm calling the complete executive. I'm really excited about it because it, it's a 10-part model that says success at that level requires much more than it does at any other level. And if you think about, you know, I talked about reflective practices and physical health and nutrition and, and things like the health of your network and your business planning and your financial management and your relationships because I promise you a bad neighbor is probably a bad boss. And, you know, so there are ten parts to this system. And so I'm creating it as an assessment and, and that will be coming in the fall. It will be up on my website in the fall and, uh, or later in the fall. I guess we're almost in the fall now. Uh, and there will be a book as well. So it's all built on this this idea that success at the most senior levels requires attention uh, across uh, a greater number of dimensions than uh, than anywhere else. So can you talk a little bit about some of those dimensions? Well, I think reflective practice is a, is a great one because, you know, as we talked a little bit earlier, the idea that it really does require uh, a different kind of attention to think about the future and to think about vision and to to know that you're moving forward in the right direction, um, you know, that doesn't just happen by showing up every day and kind of doing the work. So to have a process that says, yes, I'm going to take a little time every week and a little, little bit of a different kind of time every month and then once a quarter maybe and then to have annual goals and even five and ten year goals to have the practices that support creating those plans and evaluating them is something that really needs to be disciplined and structured and put in place so that for me is is an important one um, another dimension that I feel strongly about is the health of a network because again at the very senior levels you not only have your own personal network but you have the network that you need for the purposes of your company's success. And you have uh, probably an ambassadorial responsibility probably in your industry or in your community or both. And so to look at network as, as a business tool and, and an aspect of your life that, that must be healthy and needs to be attended to in order to continue to be healthy. So those would be two examples in the 10-part system. Do you and, talk anything about people's family? Yes, definitely. That's in the relationship section. So there's your, you know, your nuclear family and your extended family and your neighbors. And um, so relationships are very, very important. And the most successful people uh, are good at building relationships of all sorts. Well, that sounds really good. I'm thinking about some of the Covey influence. You know, you've got those four areas, to live, to learn, to love. Uh, and to leave a legacy, you know, okay. and so sometimes you've got to, 
the 10 areas, which sounds like it's going to be more specific and also, you know, very, very, very practical. Well, what the system does is it, it gives 10 items within each of the 10 areas, so it's 100 points. And, you know, because people at this level tend to be a little bit numerically driven and competitive, uh-huh. um, there's an opportunity to take the assessment and uh, evaluate at a, with a numerical score. And then with that, you can work on a plan to say, okay, you know, here's the, the section on your physical health with a lower score than the rest. Let's work on that yeah. and take some action to, to uh, increase that score and then progress the work to another area that requires attention. So it's, it's quantifiable, which I think is very, very important for this sort of individual. That sounds great. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. It's, uh, it's um, a bit of a labor of love. But as I say, and when did you say it would be up on your website? <laughs> Let's call it later in the fall. Later in the fall. And your website address? www.parachuteexecutivecoaching.com. Parachuteexecutivecoaching.com. Thanks, Karen. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, and the other thing I want to mention is that I'm also part of the, uh, the new book coming out in the fall from Vicki Winterton called the uh, Ready, Aim, Excel. Oh, yeah, we're all in that together. Actually. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited about that, too. That's coming out uh, sometime in the fall, I think, by Thanksgiving or so, if I'm not mistaken. That's great. All right. Well, thank you. This is Leadership Development uh, News signing off and tune in again next week so we can help you tune up your leadership development. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.